This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good night, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. We'd like to wish a mazel to Mr. and Mrs. Shlomi Kurtz upon the engagement of their granddaughter. They see much nachas from the entire mishpacha. This week's parasha, parasha's Lech Lecha, we finally get to see and to analyze and to learn about Avram Avinu. And when we look at the life of Avram at the life of Avram Avinu, it seems to be somewhat contradictory. Avram Avinu, we know as the loving, caring Mekariv, that person who cared for every individual, loved everyone, went out of his way to be there for everyone. We imagine Avram Avinu as this caring, loving, compassionate person. Yet we know and we find that Avram Avinu had another side to him. <clears throat> we find, Chazal tells that Avram Avinu smashed and broke all the Avodah that belonged to his father, which led to him being in the Nisayin of Orkazdim. We find in this week's parasha, Avram Avinu goes to battle, puts together an army and destroys a powerful army. So the question is asked, is Avram Avinu loving, caring, compassionate? Is Avram Avinu brutal? Does he break things? Does he go to war? The answer we all know is very simple. Avram Avinu has one agenda. His agenda is, what can I do in this world to bring glory to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? What can I do that's going to make Hashem proud? And the answer is, of course Avram Avinu is loving and caring. And of course his focus is compassion and caring. But sometimes you need to do things to restore the world. Avram Avinu knew that the only way the world can continue is these Avoy desires get smashed and broken. So although perhaps an act of violence doesn't make Avram Avinu a violent person. Avram Avinu was doing what he felt as Ratz and Hashem. Hashem wanted him to destroy these idols because they're not good for society, they're not good for him, they're not good for his family. And when Avram Avinu went to war, he felt he had to, it was his moral duty, his obligation to protect his family, to correct the wrongs of the world. So Avram Avinu went to battle, he did what he needed to do, but Avram Avinu was not a barbaric person. Avram Avinu was not a person who lived looking for war, looking for ways, looking for opportunities to harm or to damage others. Avram Avinu was a loving, compassionate person, but at times he needed to do what was required of him for the best of society. And I believe Avram Avinu is the example of what the world is seeing right now in Eretz Yisrael. We all know our soldiers in Eretz Yisrael are not brutal people. They're not looking to kill people, chas v'shalom. They are caring and loving and considerate people who want to live in a life of happiness. They want to be able to be with their families. They want to be able to live without being attacked. And now they're forced to call upon because their moral duty states they need to go and attack and rid the world of evil. And the world is painting them and the world is saying, look at them. They're barbaric. They're just as bad as their counterpart. Chas v'shalom, we know that's not true. This is exactly what Avram Avinu had to do, of course. They're good, compassionate, caring people. None of our soldiers are looking to go out and murder people. And no one is looking to cause unnecessary and unjustified pain. But there's a problem. Our world is not the same. They cause and they breached. Hamas did so much da- damage and so much pain. So now they're forced to improve the world and Eretz Yisrael to go and do what they have to do. And we all know Eretz Yisrael tries as hard as they can to limit the amount of damage that is going to happen to the humans and, and, and to civilians. They try. They don't plan on blowing up hospitals, Chas 
But the world paints Klal Yisrael as being violent, as being malicious. I guess they would have painted Avram Avinu the same way. Look at Avram Avinu, looking for a war to battle. He's got nothing better to do with himself. We all know that's not true, and Klal Yisrael is the same today. We're not looking for fights. We're not looking to invade another country. We're not looking to harm civilians, but we need to do what we need to do, and we're doing it in the most sincere and the clearest way we could not to harm people that don't need to be harmed. That is what Klai Yisrael is dealing with right now. We're trying to live like Avram Avinu, do what's right, what's going to be protecting Klai Yisrael. We can't sit on our hands when 1,500 Jews are murdered because they're just living in south of Eretz Yisrael. So the soldiers need to do what they need to do, but let's not forget that they are doing it with a compassionate thinking and they're pondering how to limit the amount of damage. This does not make them chas v'shalom anywhere similar to their counterpart Hamas, who only seeks and looks of ways to harm civilians and to kill as much as they can. But I want to draw another similarity to the war of Avram Avinu, because this is the first place in Chumash where we find that Avram Avinu went to war, perhaps the first Jewish war, and the war that we are currently in right now. When Avram Avinu returns from battle, <clears throat> and he was successful in battle with a very small army, we find two interesting things. Avram Avinu says, I don't want any of the money. Take the money. I don't need it, I'm not interested in the money. Why did Avram Avinu say, I don't want the booty, I don't want the spoils of the war? So many before I should explain what Avram Avinu was saying was, is I don't want to think that this was my war. It's not my war. Hashem run this war. If I were to take the spoils of the war, I'd come back to my house and I'd say, wow, Avram Avinu, you're an amazing general. Wow, Avram Avinu, look how smart you are. You outsmarted the enemies. And therefore Avram Avinu said, let me not take any of the spoils of war. Because if I were to take the spoils of the war, it would perhaps mistakenly let me think it would allow me to make the mistake that I'm actually the one who's running the war. And as we are partners with Achenu B'nai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, and we are partners with the soldiers, they're thinking it and we're thinking it. That this is not our war, it's not the geniusness of the Israeli army. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're doing our part and they're doing their part. And together HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us Yad to the Shemaya. But there's another lesson, fascinating lesson, that comes across also. The Gemara tells us that when Avram Avinu won the war, so the nefashos that he said, give me the captives, and you take the spoils of Ramavinu didn't want the spoils. However, the Ran points out that the human beings of war, Avramavinu didn't take with him. He gave them back. And the Ran says, based on the Gemara Dharm, this was a mistake of Avramavinu. Avramavinu had an opportunity now to have all these new people that he could have taken under his wing and been Mikar of them. A whole group of, of, of captured soldiers that now technically the way it works in war, the one who wins takes over. So Avram Avinu would have had this whole new army of people. He could have been Mekarif. He could have brought them closer to Yiddishkeit. He had an opportunity to take a whole new group of people and enter them into his army, his army of Hashem. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, Avram Avinu didn't. And the Ram points out this was a taina of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu had an opportunity to bring all these new people under his wing and he didn't. And that was a mistake on Avram Avinu's part. I was just thinking how amazing it is this war is exactly the opposite. This war is bringing back so many lost neshamas. 
Rav Pam points out that the mistake that Rav Avinu made is he had an opportunity to be Mekar of Jews. They weren't Jews. He had an opportunity to bring people closer to Hashem and for whatever reason Rav Avinu didn't take that opportunity. This war that we're fighting today is bringing back so many Yidin. It's almost a tikkun, almost like a fixing of Ramavinu's mistake. When he went to battle, he had an opportunity to bring people closer and he did it. And today, this war, which we hope and we pray should end very soon, we are bringing back so many Nashamas. It's an unbelievable thing to watch. How many mitzvahs are coming out? How many Yidin are coming out from not being from? Are finding their way back because of this war? So this war that we hope should end soon, is having the opposite, uh, uh, opposite effect as it did in the times of Aram Avinu. So when we look to the Chumash in this week's parasha, we see Avram Avinu went to battle, Avram Avinu went to war, we learn how Avram Avinu went to battle, with the mindset of not it's not us winning the war, but it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And more so we're able to be misakin, the mistake of Avram Avinu, who for whatever reason did not bring more Yidin, under his wing. We are this war every day. We spoke about this last week, but it's unbelievable how many Yidin are getting close to the Kosh Baruch because of this war. Mitz Hashem, the same way Avram Avinu was so successful in his Muhamba, we daven that our, our army should be as successful and the war should come to an end. It should take a bring about this unbelievable new level of Yidiyas Hashem. People from all walks of life are coming close to the Kosh Baruch because of this war. This should be the final battle of Klan Yisrael. should be the last stand. And together as one, as we unified so beautifully, we should be there present to greet Mashiach when he comes. We should all be Zaychah together to be there present, live, ready for Mashiach's arrival. Have a wonderful Shabbos.